turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. I'll tell you, I've got a, I, I really like the show today. Um, I've got a guy calling in. His name is Tom Jenks, and I actually just sent him the phone number here, um, which I was supposed to say yesterday. Sorry about that, Tom. <laughs> he is on the ball because he just emailed me and said, hey, you forgot to send the number, so I just sent it to him. Anyway, uh, Tom Jenks owns a company called ProDesign AV, and these guys implement a lot of the technology uh, to make your home a smart smart home. And as we've been talking about over the past few years, actually, the oncoming of 5G, how that's going to affect your life, um, here's a guy that's out in the field implementing a lot of the technologies that this stuff is enabling. So I thought that was pretty cool. Anyway, he'll be coming on at right around right when we come back from our first commercial break, which is right around 1120, somewhere in that neighborhood. So you want to stay tuned for that because I, I think he's got a lot of really neat things to say. Uh, and he told me, uh, I didn't realize this when I actually booked him on the show, that his father is an engineer for Verizon in the 5G area. How cool is that? <laughs> that's pretty sweet. So anyway, I think that's going to be a, a very interesting segment. So you may want to stay tuned for that. And by the way, if you hear something or if you want to hear this again, you can always go to BullingtonCapital.com. That's my website. This show is saved there as a podcast. And it's also on iHeartRadio.com. So if you miss something and you want to uh, go back and see if you can find it again, there are two places. If you forget all that stuff, just remember, you know, Bullington Capital or, or me. You can email me at, at my website or bill at bullingtoncapital.com and I can forward the links to you. That's been very effective for us. The uh, uh, So anyway, if 
you'd like to get any of this information, you hear something that strikes you know, uh, a chord with you, feel free to reach out and get in touch with me. I'll try to get back to you as quickly as humanly possible. And anyway, so I thought I would uh, start off a little bit, and this is a really touchy subject for most people. It's, uh, you know, politics and religion are those two things that you probably should not bring up very often. And I'm not. This, this is just an observation. You know, it's going to be really interesting to see who wins. It is so close. I'm I'm wondering. I, I haven't had time to really to do this kind of research, but how close other elections have been and how this compares to elections in the past. But I, I can tell you this, that no matter what happens, you should focus on your strategy. And if your strategy includes trying to predict what's going to happen in the future, I'm going to tell you right now, um, that's probably not a good thing to do. Predicting who's going to win, what's going to happen. The, the way that the economy is set up in the United States is that there's a Federal Reserve that controls the banking. Uh, banking is the lifeblood of any economy in any country around the world. And it's not a political thing. They're a non-political. They're not affiliated with any political party. So one of the reasons that the United States, with 5% of the world's population and nearly 20% of the world's output, one of the reasons that we are so productive, it's basically our banking system. That's what enables this whole thing to work. I mean, there's a lot more to it than that. But without that, we are not here. We're not leading the world in <laughs> much of anything. So that's a, uh, you can look back on that, reflect, and relax. If you're having a ch- hard time relaxing, if you're one of my clients and you're having a hard time relaxing, give me a call. I mean, I've been fielding calls, oh, probably... 10, 12 hours a day since the pandemic began. And it's not like one right after that. Or some days it's like that. But you know, I get people calling in the evening. That's not a problem. As long as it's Monday through through Thursday, I won't pick up on Friday night. <laughs> and uh, most of the time I pick up on Saturdays. But anyway, uh, so these times are tough. I mean, these are really tough times. All the volatility that you've seen, that's brutal when you see your account values fluctuating like that it it's not fun you know i understand and that's why it's so important for you to understand that if you're going to be in stocks they're going to fluctuate a lot a lot but in the long run they've been the best performers and i have a lot of faith that going over the next 10 years probably going to be the best performers again why well valuations are, are relatively low. I know when you look, look at the news, they're going to say, no way, the valuations are really high. Well, that's because the sales and everything dropped off because of the pandemic. Watch what happens when they get an effective vac- vaccine. Notice I didn't say if they get an effective vaccine. I said when they get a, an effective vaccine. Watch what happens. I mean, it is a, if you missed over the last four or five years not getting into markets, I think this is a a great opportunity. I think doing the right things, you know, we've been talking about doing a lot of uh, the 5G investing, what that is doing to the economy, how many areas that's affected the economy. 
the pandemic has only accelerated the growth in those industries, which was they were already growing faster than any other industries in the world. Now they're growing even faster. There's opportunity there. And I understand when you're older, you know, or if you're just tired, you're just worn out there of the volatility. There are products now they pay a competitive rate of return, but they're not like a CD and they're not like a stock. They're called uh, annuities. And there are tons and tons and tons of different kinds. Yes, some of them have fees that are too high. I'm trying to avoid those. Some of them have actually minimal fees. Okay, The more you're going to pay in fees, the more you're going to get in guarantees. So that's basically how that works. And so we've been doing a lot of work with that, uh, especially lately with Fixed income down near 1% or so, that's incredibly difficult. 1%? And I know a lot of people are waiting, hoping that interest rates are going to go up. Well, I don't know. I mean, if I were the head of the Fed, and if I'm the, the Treasury Secretary of the United States, and I'm looking at the amount of debt that we have, and I'm looking at raising interest rates by 1% and what would that what that would mean to the bottom line, I think I'm probably going to be discouraged from doing that. In fact, I know I'm going to be discouraged from doing that. So when you've got you know, 25, 26, 27, 28, <laughs> who knows, might be $32 trillion in debt after all is said and done, and you're going to raise interest rates 1%, that's $300 billion. Heck, that's 10% of the uh, the budget, just an interest expense. So I doubt that that's going to change anytime real soon. There's no reason to fret over that. You do have alternatives. There are alternatives. And I never thought I would be saying this, but a lot of your better alternatives come in the form of annuities. Now, not all annuity, all, saying that all annuities are the same, um, they're just not. I mean, there are annuities that have no fees going in, no fees going out. There are annuities that have super low expense ratios. They have mutual funds in them that allow you to gain access to the biggest, most successful money management firms on the planet, Fidelity, Vanguard, T. Rowe Price, you name it. Okay. You can get institutional fees, which if you were to go to them directly, you would have to have an account value of at least a million dollars per fund. You can invest in those anyway and enjoy the lower fees that they're charging the institutions because you're going through an institution. They're pooling your money. That is really cool. I mean, it's amazing. And so all these options are out there. And and here's what's kind of the, probably the toughest part. What is best for you? And there is no single right answer. People are different. I have married couples who couldn't be, you know, they're night and day. One that's extremely aggressive and one that, you know, is super conservative. Now that's, that's probably the hardest part, I think. In fact, I know it's the hardest part of investing is deciding what kind of investor you want to be. When the stock market's going up, people have a tendency to want to be aggressive and, you know, have more of their money in stock and take advantage of that. Well, guess what? You have to have a crystal ball that works to figure that out. <laughs> if you're going to make 
good money in the stock market and you're going to do it other than by sheer luck, you're actually going to have to, um, I think my screen has gone out. Oh no, I can't see. Yep. I know my screen has gone out. Sorry about that. <laughs> Technical difficulties here at the radio station today, but the, uh, uh, anyway, so I hope that doesn't interrupt my call a little bit later, but and I just lost my whole train. <laughs> train of, I remember where I was. So if you are looking at a strategy, the, the toughest thing in the world, I think, well, I guess not in the world, but the toughest thing when you're making up your mind over what kind of strategy you want is what kind of volatility, what kind of fluctuation are you really willing to accept? That's going to dictate how you should invest. What kind of fluctuation are you willing to accept? Uh, let me, I have broken this down, by the way. It is not complicated. I, I am not a big fan of all those really complicated questionnaires that nobody knows how to answer. And then they come out with this report and you really don't understand the report. I know I own a bunch of software that's got that right on it. And after all these years in the business, I've, I've taken this back and said, uh, you know what? There's an easier way. Actually, I've been talking about this probably for the last 15 years. That's not uh, saying a lot because it took me the first 15 years to figure it out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It was a, uh, it was a lot. But anyway, so here's, here's the method. Take your risk tolerance. What is risk tolerance? Well, I, actually, I call it a decline tolerance. Figure out how much of a decline that you think you can put yourself through or go through and without panicking and abandoning your strategy. Okay, once you have that in mind, let's say I'm I'm a 15%er. I could I think I could do 15%. Okay. 2 times 15 is 30. Don't put more than 30% of your money in stocks. The other 70% put it in something relatively safe. Why? Because the stock market drops. You know, stocks drop 50% or so every few years or so. Seems like it's getting closer and closer together now these days. But the, uh, and if you're down 50% and you only had 30% of your money in stocks, you'd only be down 15%. Sweet. That's awesome. And by the way, you've got a whole bunch of money in cash there waiting to take advantage of those future drops. So you can rebalance your portfolio and you can buy low and sell high automatically without having to know what is going to happen. Think about that for a second. You can know what to do without having to have a crystal ball that works. You don't have to know the future. You just have to stick to your plan. And this plan's relatively easy. This is not a difficult plan. Double the amount of a decline you think it can take and then put that money in, in a well-balanced stock portfolio. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But, and then... You know, go back to work or retirement or whatever it was you were doing. <laughs> so now here's where it gets tough today. That may not generate, your, your risk tolerance may not generate the type of return that you need to maintain your lifestyle. And that's tough. So let's say I wanted to, I wanted to average, have an average return of say 6% a year. I want to have an average return on my portfolio of 6% a year. If you look back in the past to see what's happened, I'm going to tell you, first of all, that that's probably a really bad idea. 
looking in the past to predict the future is pretty tough. That's kind of like driving to work by looking in your rearview mirror. You're, you're looking at where you were, not where you're going. I would probably try to look ahead <laughs> to see where we are going. And I know I to- just told you you can't predict. You can't predict over the short run. I can tell you over a, a 10-year time period, if you look at the 10-year rolling time period since the early 1900s when the economic statistics have been like, actually have been similar to this, the 10-year time periods have been very good. So if you're looking at 10 years, it's pretty good. If you're looking at over one year, toss a quarter. The odds are 50-50. I'm not a gambler. I'm not. I do not gamble at all. You know, I've spent $60. I tracked it. I spent $60 gambling in my lifetime before I just gave it up. And that was in Vegas. And by the way, that took me three trips to do that, (laughs) to lose $60. But I did the math. While everybody else was going and, and putting their money down, I was doing the math. I was standing there. What are the probabilities of me making money on this? When I found out that the probabilities almost never favored me, <laughs> the uh, I said, you know what? These games are not for me. This is not for me. It's fun to go there and watch the shows. That's pretty good. There's a lot of in- really fascinating things. They have rides there now and nice swimming pools. But reality is um, I'm just I'm just not a gambler. So people say, what do you mean? You're doing in the, you're in the stock market. Well, those are calculated risks that you have to take. I'm not gambling. I'm taking calculated. There's a big difference. And by the way, the professional gamblers, they don't play the games they know are against them. They go to play poker. They play against other people who probably don't know as much as they do. So anyway, uh, bottom line, I don't, I really, I just don't gamble and I don't have anything against anybody that does. I just think that it's sooner or later, you're just going to give them your money because I know what the probabilities are on the Vegas games and they always favor the house. So I don't like that. I don't like doing that. Not a good thing. And I wish that we had much higher interest rates so that everybody could just put their money away, lock it up. It would be completely safe, you know, and uh, they could live on the interest for the rest of their lives and it would actually go up with inflation. But since that's not going to happen, we'll go through maybe some of the alternatives you can look at as soon as we come back from these commercial messages. You're listening to Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned. back. Hey, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 noon on 1420. Also on 1220, I think it's being simulcast now at the same time. Uh, And you can pick this show up as a podcast if you'd like to at iHeartRadio or my website, BullingtonCapital.com or the Fish's website, 955thefish.com. We are everywhere. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But uh, I'm going to bring my guest for today's show on, Tom uh, Tom, how you doing? Tom Jenks? 
Hey, Bill. Uh, thanks for having me on today. Oh, no problem. The uh, It was so funny. And uh, just for those listeners that may be just tuning in and hear that you'd be coming on, uh, you are the owner of Pro Design AV. Is that true? Yes. Okay. I, I've, uh, we, we've been uh, in business now for about a, a year. Okay. Um, uh, and we have, uh, I, I've had the experience of working in uh, the audio and uh, technology, audio, video, and technology industries for probably 20 years now. And, uh, yeah, we've, we've come a long way in, in a year, especially with some of the new technology that's out there. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about. And, uh, by the way, congratulations about going into business for yourself just a year ago. Uh, I remember being in that Thank same you. spot about 16 years ago. <laughs> and uh, I can tell you that uh, it takes a lot of guts. So my hat's off to you. Um, and uh, you and I had talked, and, and I had kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier in the today's show, but not only did you work in this industry before you started your own business, but your dad's an engineer for... Uh, Verizon, and I. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I think you told me he's also working on five uh, G. Yeah, he um, he he's working closely with the uh, the team there at Verizon to roll out the five G network that they uh, that they are currently still rolling out, obviously in in certain cities. But I remember, uh, you know, a couple of years ago when it was just brand new, and you know they were just starting to right. to get. These networks, these 5G networks, in uh, just a couple of major cities, mm-hmm. and it was just a big deal. And even more so now with the speed transfers that you can do over 5G, it's just really an incredible system that they're putting together for the country, right? I, and really for the world. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I I'm I think it's going to touch everybody's lives in an unbelievable number of ways. Uh, if you read any of the really popular ma- magazines, like I'll read MIT Technology Review, uh, and to be quite frankly, a lot of the articles go over my head, <laughs> but I read them anyway. Um, popular science, it's pretty uh, its pretty funny. It can be very frustrating, I would say, from a consumer standpoint, because you see a bunch of these really good ideas, and then they don't come out for another 10 years. So, uh, But this is one that's actually coming now, and then you're kind of working in that area, I'm, I'm sure of that. The uh, home automation, uh, I know that's, you know, eventually they're going to read the, uh, I, I guess your your voice print as you, is as unique as your fingerprint is, and your yeah. the space between your eyes, your nose, and your upper lip is also unique, and it's how they kind of tagged those, uh, the bombers at, uh, like, this is what I read, by the way, I don't know if it's true or not, but I, the sources I got it from, I believe to be reliable, <laughs> Yeah. But, but the bombers in uh, you know at the Boston Marathon, they got those guys on video and identified them because of their their face print or their face. Or yeah. yeah. So that was uh, that was really wild. That was a while ago too. So anyway. yeah, and and even twenty years ago, if you would have said facial recognition, people would have said, "Oh, you know, that's just something you see in movies. That's not real." You know, biometrics and, and things like that. Right. And it's really come to fruition. You know, when when you uh, look at some of the technology that's out today. Oh, man, when I see what's being popped up on my website uh, after I know I've been talking on my phone or just out loud to someone else in my home and I have uh, one of the Google devices there, uh, I use the Google instead of the Amazon, Um, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden I start seeing ads from things that I've never done a search on but I've talked about. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, and, and it's funny. They just take some of that. You can go on any any social media that you're on. You know, you can talk about something. I did it the other day. I was my son was talking about, hey, who would win in a fight, Superman or Hulk? And you know, on my social media page, you know, what kind of video showed up? Superman and Hulk. Yeah, Marvel Entertainment. <laughs> So it's just interesting, you know, how they can take, you know, uh, voice recognition and, and then turn it into advertisements for or or videos to to play through. Well, the, uh, it, you know what really? Video feed or something. Yeah, absolutely. You know what really kills me about that? They call that artificial intelligence, and I call that spying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're yeah, not. I think you're a little too close to me if you're <laughs> if you're listening into every conversation I'm having. So. Right. Oh man, it, 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 that's funny. So you're actually on the front lines of a lot of that stuff. Um, let's talk a little bit about the home technology that that you guys uh, offer today. Yeah. So um, so one of the things that we offer is uh, the really the basis of all. Uh, home automation and home, uh, you know, entertainment, and that's your network within your house. Uh, if you have your internet service provider, uh, whether it be, you know, uh, Spectrum or AT&T or Comcast or, you know, and any of these ones that are out there, um, first thing is to check your speeds and make sure your speeds are up uh, to par with uh, what you want to do within your home. Right. Uh, so beefing up your network speed with your internet service provider and then beefing up your network by putting in a new network router or network switches that will be able to handle the speeds um, that your systems need you to do. Um, the other thing that we do is uh, home audio and video, whether it's just hanging a TV and a sound bar, um, sort of on a budgetary sort of level to uh, full home, you know, audio uh, like Sonos or uh, Den & Heos would be a, a wireless solution or uh, whether it's a, a whole wired solution if you have a home that's being built and you want a wired solution throughout the home, uh, we do offer that sort of thing. Uh, TVs and then sort of on the higher end too, uh, you know, home theaters, uh, whether it's a dedicated theater room uh, that you want a projector and a screen, you know, uh, you know, Dolby Atmos system, or if it's sort of a budgetary thing where you just want sort of a, a small system in your living room. Um, so those are those are a couple of things that we offer, and and of course the main one of our main focuses are control systems, uh, which allow you to control lighting, door locks, shades, garage doors, control of your entertainment systems. And allow for a bit of uh, automation within the home as well. Just I, this thought just came to me: How easy is it to lock that down for security purposes? So it, a, a lot of things are based on your uh, your setup of your network within your home. Okay. So uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people don't like the idea of you know Amazon or Google uh, listening into their conversations in their home and, and things like that. Right. Uh, most of what I do is closed network, okay. um, so so it's very secure. Um, I do, uh, you know, I can do, you know, the Amazons and the Googles and things like that, but, for instance, uh, a, a great uh, thing that I do as well is, is video doorbell. 
and I use a I'm a partner with uh, a company called Doorbird, and they are a great video doorbell company. They've been around for a long time, and uh, you don't need Alexa or Google to um, you know to, to be listening in on a conversation, and, and it's right. or to see your video doorbell or your other cameras throughout your house. And things like that. So you know, it's a it's a lot more secure, and that's why I choose them, mm-hmm. uh, because most of my clients are very concerned about uh, their security within their home. Great, yeah, absolutely. And just for those listeners that may have just tuned in, this is Tom Jenks. He's the owner of Pro Design AV, and his website is prodesignav.com, all one word. And if you uh, can't write that down because you're in your car, you can also go to you can go to Bullington Capital website. I can forward you his contact information, and uh, so that sounds really good. I was, uh, I, you know, I'm amazed. I bought a an oven and a microwave and a refrigerator as a set, and it came from Whirlpool. Mm-hmm. And I would have never purchased it at the time that I did had I known that it was all Bluetooth enabled. In the uh, display, it was turned off. <laughs> So I couldn't see that it was all electronic and digital as I just didn't want to have to go through the manuals, you know, to read about how to set them up. And this was, these are older. So uh, it's not nearly as convenient as it is today. So, and that's where one area where I wish that I had had somebody like you, because I could have said, Hey, here's what I'm thinking about doing. What's your recommendation? And, yeah, uh, could could you read the manual for me and then and then teach me how to use it? Yeah, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> yeah. you know stuff like that. I get a lot of customers that say, "Hey, I want to buy this. Um, can you train me on how to use this and and make it just very simple?" And that's one thing that uh, you know I pride myself on uh, in in this company is is we do try to make things very very simple um, and and really automated uh, as much as we can for customers. Right. I think it's. Uh... I always think back to oh shoot I can't remember the name of the uh, uh, oh so I wrote this down Star Trek the Voyage Home that was a movie back in the eighties and Scotty the guy that ran the engine uh, right. was in a uh, he was talking to a college professor and he needed access to a computer and so the college professor you know lets him have access to his computer and he starts talking to it. And then the, and the guy's looking at him like he's nuts because, you know, this is back in the 80s, you know, and he's talking to the computer right. and he's talking to it. He's holding the mouse as if the mouse was, a, he, no, he picks up the mouse as if the mouse was a microphone and he starts talking into the, <laughs> into the mouse <laughs> and the guy's looking at him cross-eyed and then uh, he goes, uh, you have to type and he gives the, the professor a, a really sour look and goes, oh, how quaint. And then he starts typing at about 400 words a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but he was so he was disturbed because he actually had to type in all the commands that was in the 1980s. Talk about reaching into the future. I, I just think that is so funny that uh, there are a lot of people who forecast the future and uh, are pretty good. Actually, uh, I'm sure they, they may not have thought that it would have taken that long. And by the way, the computer, the computer that he was using, I was watching it was a Mac. So uh, I, I just thought that yeah. was really kind of funny. Uh, but the uh, uh, your business, the Pro Design uh, again, the website's ProDesignNav.com, and uh, we're talking with Tom Jenks. He's the owner, and you seem to have a, a very pleasant disposition. That's I think that's highly important when you're talking to 
people in technology because a lot of us don't get it. <laughs> so we need to. Uh, you know, like I said, we, we do like to make things very simple for people. So, you know, it's, it's one of our goals is, is really uh, to make sure people understand what they're buying and understand how to use it. And right. we do try to simplify people's world uh, when it comes to their, their homes. So, okay, and that brings up another uh, uh, important question. You also do some technology for business. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so business, uh, we have a lot of business solutions. Um, uh, there are really four four or five areas that we cover sort of in businesses, uh, conferencing systems uh, for audio and video, uh, whether you're looking to add a huddle room um, uh, for you know, remote conferencing. Uh, I know Zoom Zoom rooms are very uh, popular these days because of, uh, you know, COVID restrictions. And uh, so we're seeing a lot of conferencing systems uh, for huddle rooms, uh, medium and large conference rooms. Um, and, uh, and then uh, one of the other areas we cover as well are training centers. Uh, so, you know, th- those kind of rooms where you might have a couple of projectors and a couple of podiums in the front of a room, um, those rooms could be divisible by walls and could be completely automated, you know, as you move the walls uh, to divide the rooms, uh, you know, it, it will automatically uh, divide those rooms technologically uh, speaking and, uh, and separate those rooms or combine those rooms. Mm-hmm. into one system uh, wow. where they could be used together. Right. Uh, and that goes into the control systems that we use as well for, for business solutions. Out there, you see a lot of uh, AMX or Crestron systems. Uh, we use RTI. Uh, they're, they've been around for, you know, I don't, I don't know how long, actually. They've been around, but 27, 28 years, I believe. Wow. Um, and they were basically started as a, a home control system, but they've moved into the commercial market and their products are, are incredible for uh, control systems to replace expensive and uh, hard to program Crestron uh, systems that are out there. Uh, so as you're, as you're using your control system, you have, you know, automated functions like, like I said, with the divisible conference centers. Um, and so little needs to be done to set up a room. Well, uh, a couple other things we uh, cover are 70-volt audio systems, uh, you know, just for, like, background music or something like that that you wanted to use or, or tying into your paging system. And then also sound masking, um, which are, uh, our sound masking systems provide uh, uh, incredibly uh, more profitability to companies just based on uh, less distraction Right. Um, and, and that's, that's another, that's a talk for another day, right. uh, as yeah, we'll have you so back. Asking goes into that, sure. uh, goes into profitability of companies, but, right. um, it's, it's really a, a great solution to have for, for businesses. Yeah, that sounds good. I understand that completely. I have an incredibly difficult time listening to somebody when there's, when there's background noise. And I'm not sure Correct. what it is. I, I I read about it, you know, and I know it's uh, I'm not the only one that suffers from that. But hey, do you want to hang on for a second? Because we got to take a real quick commercial break. Sure. Okay, you're listening to Bill Bullington. I'm talking to Tom Jenks, the owner of Pro Design AV. We'll be back right after these messages. Another day, I replay one too many times. 
And we're back. Hey, Tom, you still there? I'm still here. All right. We're just uh, talking to Tom Jenks. He's the owner of ProDesign NAV or ProDesignAV.com. <laughs> I started reading it wrong way. So anyway, you can you can get a hold of him by going to ProDesignNav.com, where you can just drop me an email and I can just forward it to him. And uh, you know, I was laughing. I, I have a a Google Nest Mini, a couple of them actually, and uh, uh, I really struggle to get those things working. They're not working right. Um, they do work, but they don't do everything they're supposed to do. So I'm assuming that's something that you could probably help me out with. <laughs> but, yeah, we can we can t- uh, talk more about more about that. I, I missed the first part of what you said. Uh, um, it, it, it's the what that's not uh, working properly. Oh, the Google Nest Mini. Oh, the Google Nest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it definitely up my up my alley. I can definitely help with that. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll get together sometime. I'll help you out with that. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, it's really funny. Uh, I mean. It, it does some basic stuff, but all the stuff that it's supposed to do, it doesn't. And and we'll even talk about the uh, home automation, which I, I find really fascinating. I mean, I can see uh, how this is going to be so much easier than the, the AI and voice recognition. That stuff has improved so much over the years. It was so frustrating for the vast majority of people that nobody wanted to use it for a long time. And, now it's gotten to the point where it's actually pretty good. I think you still need some training. Uh, you still need to talk to somebody about what systems are out there. Somebody like yourself who can direct kind of point them in the right direction uh, for whatever it is that you want to automate. And I'm not sure I'm ever going to automate my oven. It's a, it's a natural gas oven. I can, I just yeah, have probably these, not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have these nightmares of doing that. So, uh, uh, but anyway, is there anything you'd like uh, like to add to today's show before we wrap up here? Yeah, so um, just just some examples, I guess, of, of home automation. Some people might not understand what uh, automation means, and, and that's uh, really when things just happen automatically based on time of day or based on other events that happen in the house. Um, uh, for example, your outdoor lights would turn on or off during sunset or sunrise. Uh, scheduling lights to turn on and off randomly throughout the day to make it look like somebody's home uh, if you're not home or in the evening uh, when, when you're away. Right. Uh, you know, things like when you walk into your house in the evening, lights will automatically turn on so you're not walking around in the dark trying to find a light switch or something like that. Right. Uh, and then shades, uh, automated shades moving up and down based on you know the time of day, which changes throughout the year based on where the sun is. Um, so those, that, that's kind of what automation is. Uh, so I, I just wanted to make sure uh, your listeners really understand uh, what I mean by automation. Uh, it's just things happening automatically right. um, uh, throughout the home based on what you're doing. Um, so it's, it's a big thing right now where people just don't want to talk to their, you know, Google or Alexa, right. you know, and, and uh, they'd just rather uh, have the have things just work, um, things just happen throughout the right. house. And, sure. and there's certain solutions where, you know, it's, it's, uh, applicable and, and somewhere it's just like, well, maybe that would cause other, other issues if you automated everything. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, uh, kind of what our automation, the other thing I really wanted to cover is, is we do a lot of work, uh, within the house of worship market, the churches. Okay. 
yeah. in the area. Right. Um, so, you know, if you know your your church needs to be doing live streaming or is having issues with uh, uh, cameras and you need some new cameras and video switching equipment, um, live streaming equipment, and, uh, you know, we also do the professional side of audio with, uh, you know, sound systems and soundboards and, and things like that. So, uh, that that's a huge area of our of our business is the church market. Oh, nice. That's a uh, yeah. That, I know there there are a lot of churches that that do that today. You can't particularly with the pandemic. So if you can't be there in person, you can actually still be there online. And I think that is that is just so cool uh, to be able to do that kind of thing. So, and again, this uh, we're talking with Tom Jenks. He's the owner of ProDesignAV.com. Our ProDesign AV, the website is ProDesignAV.com. If you want to talk to him, just give him a uh, call. Go to his website. Uh, his phone number is 440-413-5600. That number again, 440-413-5600. Tom, I want to thank you for uh, coming on today's program, and uh, we'll have to have you back in the future. Yeah, yeah, that would be great, Bill, and I really appreciate you having me on today. And uh, Thank you to your listeners for uh, hanging out and listening to some of the new technology that's out there and how it can be implemented. Right. All right. Well, thanks. Have a good day. And, uh, we will be talking thanks, to Bill, you soon. You too. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So again, that was Tom Jenks and he's the owner of ProDesign AV. The website's ProDesignAV.com. If you're not, you can't write that down. If you remember my website, Bullington Capital, you can, I can always forward you his contact info. Super fascinating. I, I mean, you know, this is getting closer. We've been talking about this for a long time. I've been talking about semiconductors. That's one of the areas, one of the investment areas that's benefiting most from this movement. You know, the whole 5G, the home automation, uh, driverless cars, it's all related now. The internet, everything's related. Even your television programming is related. So as they say, nothing is as constant as change, or actually, as I say, nothing is as constant as change. And uh, if you'd like to keep up with that kind of stuff, you know, feel free to go to his website. That's ProDesignNAV.com. And uh, again, if you'd like to call in today, uh, we've only got a few minutes left here, but I'll try to take a couple questions. The number is 216-901-0945, 216-901-0945. And, you know, one thing I did want to review today, there is no one method for investing that's, that's best for everybody. You guys are unique. Everybody's unique, you guys and gals. Everybody's unique. You've got your own set of values. You've got your own tolerances for risk. You've got different education levels when it comes to this. Comes to this. So if you want to set up a meeting, either by phone or in person, to talk with me about your situation, feel free. I have a, I've got a ton of money and stuff that's super safe. When I say a ton, a ton of my money. I don't, I don't have a ton of money relative to uh, Warren Buffett. I promise you that. <laughs> The uh, anyway, I've got a lot of money that's in stuff that that's more aggressive. There's a, a website, look out for the bull, and I pick stocks from that. Uh, Mike Seeger actually runs runs my scans. The same scans he's publishing are the ones I'm using to pick those stocks. Uh, it's a uh, so I go from being really conservative to uh, intelligently aggressive. And I think that's probably one of the things that, that sets me apart a little bit. I do not believe that one size fits all. I think you need to sit down 
and talk to somebody. Unless If you're going to do it yourself, that's fine. You better have a lot of time and a huge risk tolerance and a lot of knowledge. And, and a lot of people do. But if you don't want to take that time, you need to, you really need to get together. You need to get together on a strategy. You need to agree on what that strategy is going to be. And then you need someone that's actually going to run that strategy for you. So, uh, because again, if you're pressed for time or you don't want to take the time to have to learn how to read financial statements or a prospectus from an investment. And I did get a call, by the way, during today's show, someone asking me about a private investment, which I would not recommend to novice investors. I could, I could tell by the questions that she had that she's not a, uh, she's not an expert, you know, it's not what she does for a living. So, when you're looking at private investments, we'll get into that on next week's show. Uh, be cautious. Anyway, I do have to take a couple of quick phone calls. I got Brian. Brian, you're on the uh, Bullington Capital Report. Hey, Bill. Hey. Um, I just want to ask a question. So when I do um, individual stock trading, mm-hmm. just because the way my accounts are all set up right now, sure. I'm pretty much having to do it in a regular account, not a tax, mm-hmm. you know, not a retirement account. Right. So is that a big deal? I mean, don't they automate that stuff at the end of the year anyway for your tax guy? So it's not a big deal like it used to be where yeah, they have to just, put them all in. Yeah, no, it's a nightmare. You just, you can actually just download your 1099 and shoot it over to your account if, if you want that. Now that's highly unsecured to send that through an email. So, uh, you'd probably want to print it out and then. And I have fidelity. So fidelity is good with that. I mean, it'll be something my accountant can use easily. He won't like, Oh yeah. Kill me yeah. Just. Print it out, if, or whatever. yeah. And if you don't okay. want to print it out, we can print it out for you, and uh, we can send it through FedEx, you know, to your accountant for you. Uh, that's one of the things that uh, we do for a lot of our people. And uh, Fidelity is very, very clean. Um, yeah, but I, it, it's hard. I we have secured military grade encryption. It's a service that we use to send those types of documents for our clients. And um, I got news for people: if you can break through that. Okay, you probably live in Russia somewhere. <laughs> and uh, so we, we pay a pretty hefty premium for that. No, I mean, I can print it out and take it when I go see him. I just want yeah. to make sure it wasn't going to be anything crazy, like 100 trades wasn't going to make him, like, you know, charge me $1,000 extra or make him murder me or something. Oh, um, well, I don't know you him know, back personally. Years ago, <laughs> yeah. You know, when you had to, when had to put each right. trade in and it was like yeah. really old. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. They don't. They, okay. Yeah. They, they're they're okay. not going to have to do that anymore. Awesome. So, I just want to make sure. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Yep. All right. Have a good weekend. And I've only got a couple minutes here left. Uh, a couple minutes left here. Uh, you know, I was looking at the scan for Friday, and an awful lot of stocks came up on the scan. I'm, I'm kind of impressed. Yeah. Shoot. There was, looks like 50 stocks. Holy cow. That's the sign of a fairly strong market. When you've got over 50 stocks that meet the criteria that I set it up for, That that's strong. Yeah, so I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at some of the, the chart patterns there that when we get, when we're able to get back to go to seminars, I'll show you what those patterns are and uh, how to keep your risk low. On the, and I, you can keep your risk really, really low when you're doing individual stocks. That's up to you. And again, now that I hear the music, I didn't get to finish what I want to say. Oh, well. There's always next week. <laughs> this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon on 1420 and now 1220. Have a good weekend, everybody. Good luck and good investing.
You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal. And now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you might. 